Okay. So culture is a set of learned values and beliefs, customs and practices that are shared by a group and they are passed on from generation to generation. a set of learned values, beliefs, customs, and practices that are shared by a group of people and passed on from one generation to the next. So what are some customs? What are customs that you guys have in your families? Okay. What else? Lasagna? What did you say? Lasagna. Yes, Italian food. Okay, so the food that you eat, that is something that is cultural. Your grandma probably taught your mom how to make that lasagna. And if you're lucky enough, your mom's going to teach you. Right? Okay. So the types of food that you eat are very important in culture. Some cultures are very, very dependent on rice as a staple food. Yours? Yeah. Rice as a staple food in their diet. Some people don't eat meat. Some people don't eat cows. Some people don't eat pork, a certain type of meat, because of religious beliefs. Religious beliefs are another part of your culture. Okay? So all these things that you pass on from one generation to the next. So another definition you're going to need to know in this chapter is society. Okay, society can be a nation, community, or a broad group of people who establish particular aims, beliefs, or standard of living and conduct. Okay, so what goes on in this little town of Washington here might be, is, completely different than what might go on in a bigger city like Philadelphia. Okay, it is more acceptable in certain places to gather in large groups, make lots of noise, um, have big parties. Like if you do that in Washington a lot, you're probably going to get the cops called on you. Okay? Because it's a quiet little town and they don't really do a whole lot of things like that. And I know my town is the same way. When, when they start shooting fireworks off at 8.30 at night, the whole street is like... <sighs> Not only because we all have dogs and they're terrified, but it's just, like, annoying. Like, you want peace and quiet sometimes. Okay. Okay. So, characteristics of a culture. A culture is learned, okay? Behaviors, values, attitudes, beliefs. Religious beliefs, what you do on your holidays, Okay, whether you celebrate Christmas or if you celebrate Hanukkah or you celebrate Kwanzaa or you celebrate whatever other holiday you choose to celebrate. Okay, or if you choose to not celebrate any holiday at all. Some religions don't choose to celebrate any. So a character, cu culture is learned. Okay, the second thing is it tends to be dynamic. Okay, dynamic means it's ever changing. 
okay? It keeps up with the times. Are we still doing the same things culturally that our grandparents did? No. Culture back then is it was a one person working in the household. The man went out to work, the woman stayed home and cooked, cleaned, and took care of the kids. Can't do that anymore, okay? So that's a big thing that has changed, all right? Um, the third thing is that in culture, all members of a culture share patterns of the group. Um, things that would be considered in this part would be the communication, your language. Um, how do you get around? In some countries, um, we ha all have almost everybody in this area has a car because can you get to places if you don't? I mean, very you can use that little free bus that gets around, but I don't know where it exactly goes. I think you'd be a little bit limited. If you live in a big city, you don't need to have a car. In fact, who wants a car because you've got to find a place to park it? And they don't have a lot of places, and if they do, it's expensive. So people who live in, like, say, New York City, they rely on public transportation or an Uber now. Right? Okay. Um... It is, an, it is an adaptation to specific factors. So your culture is adapted to the way you live. So if you live in the rural mountains of West Virginia and you can't get to a hospital in two hours time, you're probably pretty careful that you don't use a chainsaw much and cut your arm off or something. I mean, you have to adapt to your way of living and what is going to keep you safe. Okay, so the, related to the location of what resource is available, your weather conditions. Um, again, if you're in an area, say you lived at the beach and the hurricane just came. Some people pack up their entire house and leave. Put boards on the windows and everything. Has that, anybody ever lived in a hurricane area? Like, not like this, but like, like New Orleans or any part of Florida. I happened to be in New Orleans when that last big hurricane came down there two years ago. Oh my God. I know, it was a ghost town. Like there were so many people there, but you weren't allowed out on the street. You could only be out for like, from eight in the morning till 12, and then you had to be back inside. They boarded up all, there was a mall right next to us and like a museum, they boarded up every window they had sandbags at every single door entrance to everything. Hotels, restaurants, everywhere. I mean, it is like they go from zero to 100 in a day. It is like fully functioning one day, oh, threat of hurricane, closed down, boarded up, all the windows, like you know the big windows you see in, in like Macy's? The, you couldn't see a window. They were completely covered so that they didn't shatter out. So that is an adaptation to something that could happen to you. Places that have hurricanes or earthquakes or tornadoes, most places in, in like the Midwest have a basement or some sort of shelter that you can go underground if there's a tornado. We don't have that. Most houses around here don't even have a basement, right? So... It, it just depends on where you live, what, what kind of cultural things that you might do. So we talked about culture being a learned set of values, beliefs, customs, and practices shared by a group, okay? 
So what is a subculture? A subculture um, shares some characteristics with the primary culture, but it also has characteristics um, that distinguish it from that culture. Okay. So in healthcare these days, it's very, very important to deliver what's called culturally competent care. Have you heard that before? Culturally competent care? It means basically that you respect other people's culture, okay? Um, you might not agree with it, you might not practice it, but it is how they live, and as a nurse, you shouldn't pass judgment on that. You should you know, keep an open mind, listen to them, and treat the patient as a patient. You want to avoid stereotyping. A stereotype is a generalized expectation about the form of behavior for an individual or a group. So give me some kind of common stereotype. Anybody? Nobody? Don't be shy. Don't be scared. This is, we're, we're learning culturally competent care, so anything you say right now can't be held against you. <laughs> yes. That, that, in my house, well, not my house, but in my mother's house, the only seasoning that got used was pepper. Pepper. Are you kidding me? She... So, yes, that is a stereotype. What else? Exactly. If you're walking around, any of you ever watch, this class, do you, do you ever watch 90 Day Fiance? Did anybody watch that? Okay. So when you see Darcy walking around, what do you think? You know Darcy? Yes. With her high heels and her freaking Louis Vuitton bags? She, and her big. She, she puts way too much filler in here. So she is what you may perceive as someone who has a lot of money. Yes? Okay. You might have a, If you saw her walking down the street here, you would probably be like, huh? You know, does she belong? You would think she wouldn't really belong here. Okay, what else? Yeah, yeah, that's... That is that they're all good at math. Yeah. Okay. All right. So those are all stereotypes. You want to avoid that. Um, so a stereotype is just a generalized expectation about the behavior of a group, but an ethnic stereotype is a fixed concept about how all members of an ethnic group may act or think. Okay. So those were some examples of ethnic stereotypes. Now, there's something called ethnocentrism. That is when you believe that the beliefs of your own culture are superior to every other. Okay, now, there's nothing wrong with being proud of where you came from. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. But to go to another person of another culture and say, you know, we do this, 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 and this, and it's the best. And the way you're doing it is crap. Now, that's ethnocentrism. It's not saying, you know, like wearing a shirt that says proud to be an American or, you know, whatever. If, if you're German, you have the German flag or whatever. Um, those, those are just displaying pride. You don't have to belittle other people. 
to be proud of who you are. Okay, so that's kind of what they're saying with ethnocentrism. Cultural competence um, is an awareness of one's own cultural beliefs and practices and their relationship with others, okay, and, and respecting that that can be different. So that's cultural competence, and that's what we're striving for in nursing care today, okay? Um, so culture, we talked about age, what happens in certain ages, like do the elderly women do a certain thing in a, in a certain culture? Like I know the older women in my family will all get together and they bake Christmas cookies, and that's just, you know, I, I don't bake cookies, so... I'm happy that they do that, but, but they all get together and, you know, it's just like a camaraderie thing and they're all doing their own thing and they're separate things to, to make the whole thing work together. So, and the young people, like they all just kind of go out and play and do their own thing. They're away. So, I mean, so age is something that can be, the behaviors can be something that is based on your culture. Um, I said religion was already, languages, um, gender identity and roles. Um, in some cultures, the man is the manly man, and the woman is still subservient, subservient to the man, and doesn't work outside the home, doesn't do anything basically but raise children, cook, clean, household duties. <clears throat> Um, all right, so nurses need to deliver the cult culturally competent care and avoid the stereotyping. You need to know nurses can't act the same with all patients, okay? If you act the same way with all patients, you're not really giving effective individualized holistic care, all right? If you treat someone that is mainstream America the same as you treat someone who is old school, like an older woman that is of, I'm trying to think, who, an, an Indian woman perhaps, okay? Those, you, you have to treat them a little bit different, okay? Rather than ignore the differences, ask questions, okay? If you have questions, ask them. Don't ignore it because that may just make it worse. Um, it's critical information, and it's definitely necessary and develop an appropriate plan of care for, for these people because sometimes in, in illness, in, in certain cultures, the woman makes the decisions. Sometimes the eldest man makes the decisions, regardless of who it's about, okay? So we think in our culture, for the most part, if a child is ill, the parents make a decision together. But sometimes that's not the case. Sometimes it's the grandfather in a culture that might be making the decision or a grandmother, okay? Cultural beliefs often affect lots of parts of the, the, their, their life. Um, diet and nutrition, uh, ways they deal with illness and health, the treatment methods, um, how they, they deal with death and birth, okay? Whether they have rituals after death. Um, some... Some cultures, um, you have to be buried within a certain amount of time. In other cultures, you, ha you lay out in the house for a couple of days, and it's some time before they get buried. So it, it just, it's very different in, the whole, in all the different cultures. 
race and ethnicity. Um, race is a group of people who share biological, physical characteristics and hereditary factors. Um, that would be like on your paper that I gave you about race. Uh, black, white, Caucasian, um, Asian, Pacific Islander. What else do they put on there? I can't even think. Indian, American Indian, Alaskan. And they have all kinds of different things um, that, considered, that are considered race. Um, ethnicity. Ethnicity is a group of people who share a common social and cultural heritage based on shared traditions, uh, their national origin, as well as the race. Okay. Um, some other things that are shared with ethnicity, music, and food. Not everyone in a particular race, ethnic, or cultural group shares the same practices. Okay? You might have been brought up one way, and then you married into a different race or ethnicity, and now you've adopted some of their practices. Okay? And when they have kids, guess what? They might share all those practices together or choose certain ones from each one. So the, the culture gets, you know, a little bit changed over time. That's why it's so dynamic. Okay? When you get, get a new patient, um, whether it's in a nursing home, you're getting a new admission, uh, in a hospital, wherever, um, when you're doing your initial assessment, some things you're going to look for. What is their primary language? How do they communicate? Okay? If they don't communicate in whatever language you communicate in, you need to deal with what Heidi was talking about and what I told you about on the communication night, a language line or some sort of interpreter. Okay? What is their ideal of, idea of personal space? Okay? Some of us get a little closer and you have to get closer. If you're taking a blood pressure, you clearly cannot be this far apart. You're all up in their personal space. Are they uncomfortable with you in that personal space? And if they are, once you're done doing what you have to do, back up a little bit and just kind of assess the situation and see where they're comfortable, okay? People of different um, ethnic and cultural groups have a different sense of that. Some people are okay being like face-to-face, -face. some like at least like an arm's length in between. Some people want even more, okay? Depending on, on what they've been through in their life. Um, their sense of time. <laughs> that is very individualized. Um, have you ever heard of people saying that like people from Jamaica are on island time? Have you heard that? They're on island time. They're never on time. It's whenever they get here, they get here. That um, is something to look at when you're scheduling appointments because when you schedule someone for an appointment at 2 o'clock and that person is on island time, are they going to be there at 2 o'clock? Probably not, and it's going to wreck your whole day. So you have to kind of explain what the ramifications are and say, okay, if you're more than 10 minutes late, we're going to have to give you a new appointment. We'll have to cancel your appointment for today and you'll have to come another day. Okay, so the time is a something cultural. Um, their religion. Religion plays an important part in, in healthcare in some po points, okay? If, let me think. 
Jehovah Witnesses will not take blood. You can't use any blood products on Jehovah's Witnesses. Okay? Um, I did a, a report when I did my cultural thing when I was in nursing school. I did it on Amish people because... <laughs> I wanted to make whoopie pies as the food that I made. <laughs> so I chose them, and I learned uh, a lot of different things about Amish people. Um, they don't like to go to the hospital for anything. They don't like most Western medicine. They want to take care of everything at home. Um, they also have a lot of genetic issues due to inbreeding because you kind of marry your cousin sometimes because it's a very small group. You know what I mean? So they have some issues due to that. So all things that you think about with, with culture. Hmm? They're still around. You ever go to Lancaster? Even, like if you go out to Lancaster, they have outlets out there and um, Shady Maples is out there. <laughs> and you, and they, they pull the buggy right up to Shady Maples. Set the horse in the little barn they start eating some hay and they go off and have some food um so yeah they're around they even take their buggies through the drive-through of the bank <laughs> i've seen it right mm? yeah they do some of them not not old old school ones but the newer ones that like um the ones that make furniture and stuff that have like when you sell the Amish furniture, you're making money. So I don't think they want to keep it all around in their little non-lit hut, wherever they, they live. So, all right, so that, um, health practices, we talked a little bit about um, not wanting blood products sometimes. Some people believe that, you, um, you know, when it's your time, it's your time. You don't do heroic measures. Okay. Some people um, believe that you do all the heroic measures. Um, every life is important. Every life, no matter if you're 98 years old with congestive heart failure and blind, um, that you still should have CPR and you know, try to, to, to be saved. So culture is very big on that. Um, so the most apparent form of communication is the language that is spoken. Um, it's very important in healthcare that you and your patient understand each other, okay? If you have an inkling that they don't understand what you're talking about, ask them to repeat it. Ask them to say what you just said. And if they start nodding at you like this, you know they're not understanding. And you have to go to plan B because they really need to understand their healthcare. Some people will nod if they understand. If they don't understand, and, and, and some, you, some you just won't know the difference. So if you don't ask them to restate what you've said, you'll never know. Um, get an interpreter if necessary. Um, some people can read English better than they can speak it. So maybe they just need written information, the written discharge instructions. Maybe they'll be able to do better with that, okay? Um, Another thing with communication is silence. Um, we talked a little bit about that in the uh, communication lecture. Silence in different cultures can mean different things. In the United States, silence is awkward, okay? They don't, most people don't like to, to sit in silence. Um, in some cultures, it might mean someone's being stubborn and they just don't wanna answer. 
Um, it can mean they have apprehension and they're, they're concerned about something. Um, it can mean discomfort. It can mean they agree. It can mean they disagree with you, okay? Um, it could mean that they res there's respect. You could be having respect for someone. Um, or it could be the opposite of that, okay? That you have no respect, so you're just not wasting time talking to that person. Um, so if you look on the slides, the American Indian, Chinese, and Japanese, silence allows the listener to consider what the speaker has said and then formulate what they're going to respond back. In the American culture, you're already formulating it as you're listening to what they're saying to you. Okay? Um, in Asian cultures, silence is a sign of respect. In Mexican culture, um, silence may indicate that there's a disagreement. Um, body language, body language is important. Um, all cultures have different thoughts and beliefs about touch and what you can touch and if you can touch. Um, and eye contact, eye contact is a big thing. All have various meanings. Um, some cultures are more comfortable with touching and, and or maintaining eye contact than others, okay? If you read, there is a part in the book, I think that it's sideways, so, and it's blue as you go through this chapter, and it tells you all these different crazy things that you will never think of. Did you see it? Is it in there? Yeah. Um, it, it just tells you so many different things about different cultures that, that they find offensive or that they see as a sign of respect, and it's things, like, you, you just don't get that in normal, everyday life teaching. Okay, so important to look at. Space, um, different culture, cultures have different comfort areas for personal space. Like I said, the Western culture is more comfortable when you maintain three to six feet during conversation. Um, closer is reserved for more intimate relationships. Like if your husband is standing next to you and talking to you, he might talk to you a little closer than if it were me talking to someone, okay? Um, <laughs> the, the, I wrote down an okay sign here is something obscene in Brazil. So if you, do, if you go to Brazil, don't say a-okay because you might get punched. I don't know what it means, but it's obscene and it says so in the book. Okay, we talked about time. Um, Northern European and United States um, gives high priority to being on time. Um, and if you talk to Heidi, even early. <laughs> she's, um, she's usually, 50, if she goes to clinical, she is there half an hour early. So she's there when you get there at the time. She expects you there 15 minutes early. Okay. Um, Eastern cultures are a little more flexible. Asians. Spend time getting to know someone and view, and view abrupt endings as rude. So like how we end class and not, we're like, okay, later, see you later, and you run out the door. Um, if you did that in an Asian family, they would think that was rude, okay? Uh, Mexican-Americans focus on current, their current activity rather than previously planned activities, it says. Um, family and social organizations. Um, a lot of times here in the United States, you have more of a nuclear family. It is mom, dad, children. Um, now, more than in the past, 
you're sometimes having maybe a grandparent, um, an older grandparent that needs a little help maybe moving in with the nuclear family. But in a lot of other cultures, the more the merrier. Um, they all live in a close area, um, if not under the same roof. Um, mom, dad, kids, aunts, uncles, grandparents. Oh my God, that's too many people. Yeah. They say it takes a village. <laughs> um, all right, so here, like I said, most families are, are more nuclear-ish um, because now with a divorce rate at about 50%, um, you have lots of step-parents, you have lots of step-children so, and half-siblings. So that kind of is a different kind of mixture. Um, sometimes good, sometimes bad. There are some families with divorced parents that get along fabulous, and others, not so much. So, always something to think about when you're in, you know, in the nursing profession, because you might be doing what the mother wants, what about the father, and who has the right to make that decision. On all the paperwork there's you, for, for children, there's something that says who is making those decisions. Okay? And just be sure that you're following who it is. And be sure that you're aware of who it is. Because maybe the dad comes in to visit and says, oh, no, I don't want that. And mom says, well, I really don't care what you want. I have custody. And then there's a big fight in the hallway. It's happened. <laughs> Maintenance. Okay. Um, health practices. Um, it used to be that biomedical health care was number one. Um, in the recent years, folk medicine and alternative therapies, holistic therapies, have made a big comeback. Okay. Um, tell me some alternative therapies to Western medicine. So like normally, when you talk about biomedical medicine, you're talking about going to the doctor, taking the medications that they prescribe, and, and that's it. So what would you consider alternative treatment? Acupuncture, Acupuncture yes. What else? What would you do for pain besides acupuncture? Massage. Absolutely. What else? Aromatherapy. Yep. And you can do those things in conjunction with each other. Massage and aromatherapy, they do together all the time. The essential oils and stuff like that. Um, guided imagery. If you're um, sometimes cancer patients, they will, when they're getting their chemo treatments, the, the nurses will sit with them and say, okay, go to your happy place. And, you know, they, they, think, about, they think about wherever their happy place is. My happy place would be someplace with palm trees and some blue water. And that is what I would think about. <laughs> so, you know, everybody has their own version of their happy place. Um, folk medicine, like the medicine men, the herbs, the herbal treatments and, and stuff like that. Um, holistic remedies are things that would work with your mind, body, and soul. That could be therapeutic massage and, and guided imagery, all that kind of stuff. Relaxation techniques. All right, a lot of those have, have gained more attention and they're used in conjunction with regular biomedical medicine. 
even insurance companies are starting to pay for, for some of these things now. Like you can go to the chiropractor, that used to be something that was considered alternative medicine. And now your insurance, a lot of insurances will cover it as well as massage if you have a doctor's order for it. Um, biological variations, which means um, some cultural groups are identified in certain ways um, by the characteristics of themselves. Um, Scandinavia, you might think of blonde hair, blue eyes. All those um, Swedish women with the long blonde hair, blue eyes. Um, when you think of Asian, you may think of straight, dark hair. Um, there's a couple of different cultures, Chinese, Korean, Puerto Rican, Mexican, they say they believe that food's to be hot or cold. Um, if you have a fever, you should do one thing. If you have the chills, you should do something else um, related to the food. Um, and they try to balance the hot and cold based on their, their illness. Okay. Um, sometimes we might say that something is abnormal to us, but it might be quite normal to someone else, okay? Um, evaluate their culture. If their health beliefs aren't recognized by the patient or the patient's family, um, you always follow what the patient wants as long as they are competent, okay? <clears throat> So we have a couple of different things we're going to go over from, from different cultural groups. Um, Mexican-Americans, they do accept the biomedical belief system, um, but they also mix in folk medicine. Their primary language is Spanish rather than English. Um, with their communication, they avoid eye contact. They feel um, eye contact is rude and that you might be trying to give them the evil eye. They truly believe in the evil eye. Touch, um, it's, it's used often in Mexican-Americans. Um, closeness and physical contact is valued by, by the patient's family. And the patient's family will help um, take care of the patient. Uh, and men make the medical decisions. Okay. In Mexican births, um, it, they feel most times that it's inappropriate for the husband to be present during birth. Um, during death, they take turns coming to see the family member that, that's ill and dying. Um, their diet, rice, corn, beans, they eat lots of meats, but it's very high in fat. So what would their diet cause, maybe in a medical standpoint, if it's high in fat? Heart disease. Hmm? It could be diabetic. Hmm? Yes, cholesterol in the arteries. So that's, um, and, and the reason for that is they fry a lot of foods. So they could be predisposed for um, heart disease and, and diabetes. Um, they have African Americans. Uh, they follow the biomedical belief system. Uh, rural. The rural African Americans um, follow some folk traditions with medicine. Um, prayer is important, they say. Um, English speaking, their personal space is rather close. Uh, women are the primary decision makers. 
Extended family, um, you call people aunt and uncle even if they're really not, they're very close, yes? Um, women are assisted in childbirth by other women. They take turns staying with dying family members. Um, it says in there that there's a high incidence of lactose intolerance. I've not heard that before. Like milk products, yeah? Um, celebrations revolve around food. Collard greens, beans, rice, potatoes. They have a low fiber, high fat diet. Um, again, heart disease. When we get into the um, med surge portion of this class, you'll see that there's a lot of things that African American men are predisposed to. Okay. <clears throat> Um, Chinese Americans, holistic belief system, they do accept biomedical for serious illness, but they try to rely more on holistic things. Uh, they practice traditional methods to restore balance, the yin and yang. They speak Chinese for years after coming to the United States um, before they learned, they, they thought learning English was difficult. Uh, <clears throat> eye contact is disrespectful. They prefer to be side by side rather than face to face. The opposite sex um, does not touch in public, okay? Um, also, loyalty to the family is more important than the feelings of an individual. Caring for family brings honor to the family. The older children um, have authority over the younger children. Um, diet is low in fat and sugar. They eat lots of rice with almost every meal. Um, probably less likely to have heart disease, but they get themselves all worked up and have really high-stress jobs, so they still have heart attacks. <laughs> Truth. <sighs> Muslim Americans, um, holistic health care, modesty is essential. Okay, they, they prefer a same-sex provider if it is possible. So if you have a Muslim woman, we're not sending Mike into the room. Right? Mike and John and Eric, out. Gotta send a chicken. All right. Um, they're always examined with another female present. So even if it is um, a female in the room doing the assessment, they will likely have mom, sister, grandma, somebody in there with them. And it will be a female not usually the husband. Um, women don't usually shake hands with men and they keep their arms and legs covered. They um, allow religious leaders to visit and they have time to pray. Um, again, I said male staff should avoid Muslim females. The husband is consulted about family decisions. Um, they're not present during birth, um, but, recently, but now you know some ask to be, but it's not normal with their their religious beliefs. Um, pregnant women are exempt from fasting during Ramadan. Is everybody um, familiar with Ramadan? Um, life is unique and precious, they feel. Any action to hasten death is prohibited. So there will be no assisted um, suicide for people who are terminally ill. Um, you will do everything you can to, to keep them alive. 
Um, autopsy is only acceptable if it's necessary. It's important to let the family and religious leaders prepare the body for the funeral. Um, organ donation is per permitted. Fasting during the daylight hours at Ramadan. Um, if you have a medical condition that doesn't allow for that, like diabetes, you're exempt from it. So, um, alcohol and drugs, none of that. And they do, do not, as a rule, eat pork. Okay. <clears throat> so now, I would like to... And out. Uh, um, the lecture part is, is finished if you want to turn your stuff off. My God, I never had so many. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Thank you, thank you.